All right. Hello, 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 and welcome. I'm really excited for today's show because I've got a very special guest. Hello, Valerie. I see you're here. I've got a few people joining me live already, so please come in, say hello. I'd love for you to give me a hashtag live or a hashtag replay if you're watching in the replay. I love to know who is watching so I can customize the content for you. So thank you for being here. And today we are talking to Ann C. Yo. So Ann C. is a few things. We were just talking about her bio before I came on and it's so impressive. And I just love her so much. She's so charming and calm. And um, I can see why Les Mills lets her come on and present for them because she's just got such a wonderful presence. But on top of being great on camera, she is also the creator of the yoga format, My Kind of Yoga. She is an owner of the yoga studio Yoga Chu Valley. I hope I said that correctly. I may not have. Um, she has been training instructors in yoga for 25 years on top of being a group fitness instructor and a yoga instructor for over 30 years. And she is the longest serving trainer for Les Mills. And so we are going to be talking to her today because she just relaunched her podcast, and we're going to talk about the process and the reasons for creating a podcast. I'm super excited. Oh, she's also a business mentor. I'm sorry, and a marketing. She's she's got a marketing firm and a business um, mentoring fitness instructors. We'll talk with her about that when I bring her on. But first, just in case you don't me know me, let me introduce the show. I'm Kelly Coulter. I have been obsessed with helping fitness instructors and personal trainers grow profitable businesses and programs since the pandemic. I started coaching fitness instructors and personal trainers when the pandemic happened um, so that they could get back to serving their people. And now it's all I do. I offloaded my own marketing firm and all I do is coach fitness instructors and personal trainers so that we can change more lives and make a real living doing it. So that, that is what I do next week. I will be running my Serve Lead Cell Masterclass. I want everyone within the sound of my voice to register, especially if you have been envisioning creating a program for a while, months, maybe years, but you haven't been able to get out of the trading time for dollars cycle or the one-on-one um, -on -one training cycle. I want you to get into the Serve Lead Cell Masterclass. I'm going to show you how to create your program, how to start marketing it to your perfect future clients, and how to sell without ever feeling sleazy or pesty. And the link for that is learn.fitprosconnect.com. You see it at the bottom of the screen. I think I might be reversed when you see me, but the way I'm looking at it, it's right here. It might be right here. <laughs> And with that, I'm going to bring Anne up and let's talk about it. Hello, my friend. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for having me. So lovely to have you. I always enjoy talking to you. I know. We've, we've Well, I think I reached out to you last year, didn't I? And then uh, we've spoken a couple of times since. And uh, it's been really lovely get to, getting to know you. And one day we'll meet in the flesh. I agree. I knew you before you knew me because I did yoga with you on Les Mills body balance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was going to say I'm the I'm the oldest serving uh 
trainer on the UK team, not the global team. Ah, <laughs> in the UK, well, that's still very exciting, and what an mm-hmm. honor! It is. And I'm looking forward to working out with you in Yo Body Balance '99. I don't think it's been released in the states yet. Uh, no, the, the instructors are getting it this round over the next sort of uh, few weeks. Okay. So they'll probably start teaching it uh, in April. And, and I actually uh, don't teach. I just take. You do it on demand, demand, yeah? Mm-hmm. Are you doing it on demand? Mm-hmm. So you probably get 99 what, in another three months maybe? Yeah, I think it'll be I've after. got like a minute and a half, Kelly. Because <laughs> there's so many of us on stage. <laughs> Is there? <laughs> So I've just got like a minute and a half. <laughs> well, the last one that you were in was 72, correct? The one that I taught was 72, yes. I was um, – there's also a Body Balance United. I'm not sure if that's on demand. So I filmed mine. I'm in the background in one of the videos um, in the Chew Valley, which is where I live. So oh, right. I was in the, in, it was all green and – to avoid the dogs and things. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to have to go back and do that one. I know exactly which one you're talking about. I've done it a few times, but I'll have to look for you. I didn't teach that one, obviously, because that was filmed during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So we, were, we had to film ourselves with our phones. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I wondered how they did that. So it wasn't an actual, like, simulcast. They took everybody's videos and put them up. Yeah, big behind. job. We had to download a specific camera app, so it was in high definition. Um, and can you imagine transferring high-definition video files if you've got terrible internet connection? And they even gave us instructions on how to put a second camera, a second phone up. You use a carton, you know, like a juice carton or milk carton, those square ones. Okay. So great, great for propping up. If you don't, you don't need a tripod. You just need a carton. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> All um, kinds of tricks we learned during the I pandemic. Know. Huh? I know. I know. So. <laughs> well, it's so lovely to have you. I know today what we wanted to talk about is kind of the reasons for and the process of creating a podcast. I've had a podcast for a little while. Mine is very down and dirty, and we'll talk about that in a minute. And then you have one that you that has a higher production value than mine. You you put a lot more um, effort into creating it as a podcast. Mine is basically yeah. the audio of my show. Yeah. So I think the first thing that it would be great for us to talk through as business mentors is what are the right reasons for starting a podcast? So if 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 you're out there and, you, and you're an instructor or a trainer, you're trying to grow an audience, when is a podcast the right way to go versus maybe other ways that you might develop your audience? So I, I started mine a few years ago, pre-pandemic, and I think I just did it because everyone else was doing it which is the wrong reason, (laughs) really the wrong reason to do it. And I also remember at the time I attended a um, business conference and there was um, Neil Patel, who is a digital marketing expert. Um, His company consults for Google and Amazon and things like that. There was uh, Lewis Howes, an American guy who's got the School of Greatness. So he's got a massive podcast. I think it's over a million downloads a day. Um, and 
Fabian Fredrickson, who's a business coach as well. And someone in the audience asked, especially Lewis House, say, is this a good time to start podcasting? Because that was in podcasts starting to take off. And he went, no. And he says, unless you are willing to commit. So for like five years or however long it was, he was producing, he was put, uh, releasing two episodes a week mm-hmm. consistently. That's he says, intense. unless, yeah. And see, so he says, unless you're willing to do that, mm-hmm. don't, he said. And that was when like I started something, this podcast, and I thought it was a little bit of fun. Um, and it, it takes over. It takes, it mm-hmm. can take over your life. And you haven't actually prepped for it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the consistency isn't there. So I would say, like, you, you know, why would you start one? It really depends. You've got to think about your why. Mm-hmm. And I, rather than start a brand new one, I just, you know, it was redundant. So I just relaunched it. I only had a few episodes. But this time, it was part of my strategy, if you like, because. Um, all through last year and this year moving forwards, it's very much about audience building for me outside of Les Mills. Mm-hmm. And so that is why I decided to launch, relaunch it. So whoever's, the, you know, if you're thinking about it, you've got to just think, you know, you know, you can do, anyone can set one up, it's really easy, but it's it's what you want to gain from it, I think. And I've told some of my um, people that I coach, I said, look, if you just want, if you just got a lot to talk about, <laughs> a lot to share with the world, then just do it as a live, like an Instagram live or a Facebook live. Mm-hmm. And you don't necessarily, you can always download it and upload it at a later date if you wanted to get the podcast up and running. Um, but if you, you know, if it's, if it's, that's all you want to do, but if you wanted to have it as part of your marketing strategy, then yeah, spend some time to think about it and 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 then put it out there. I loved what you just said a minute ago. You said anyone can set one up. And yes. that's so true. It's not about the ability to do the podcast. No. It's not about the technical skills of whether or not you want to do the podcast. It's about committing, having something to say. Yes. And knowing, uh, I would add also, and and I, I think you'll agree because you're a business mentor as well, but it's also about having a path. So you know that you want to talk to your audience about X, Y, Z, but at the end of the day, you want certain ones of them to come work with you. And yes. so, so do you know how the content of your podcast is going to serve the needs of your audience and the needs of your business. Yes, I absolutely agree with you. Um, I I will also say I did some training uh, with the you know on the podcasting side of things, and you could, like I said, the the technical side is really easy, but at some point you might want to consider whether you want to monetize that, mm-hmm. and so you could tie it in with where you're going with your business. Um. Or, I don't know, if, like, I'm a crazy cat woman, right? So I could maybe set up a podcast, you know, for crazy cat ladies. Uh, (laughs) But then at some point, because it's, even though the technical side is really easy, it's still time and effort Mm -hmm. to maintain it. 
So it's like, what return am I going to get for mm-hmm. it? And if you're start, if you're just starting out with your own business, like you know, whoever's listening, if you're starting out as a, and you're new, you're still building your business. It, it, you know, I would delay it because your focus should be on getting your business off the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've got fingers in different pies, but they're all at different stages. Mm-hmm. The craziest thing I did was to launch my yoga studio and my network marketing business at the same time. And that was really like, you know. <laughs> That's well, a really great point, though, because there's there's direct income producing activity in your business. And that mm-hmm. is not a podcast. <laughs> no, it's not. And, and podcasters will say to you, it is a slow burn. Mm-hmm. So if I use Lewis House, for example, his podcast that has over millions of whatever downloads is called the School of Greatness. And he started out because he wanted to, you know, he was, a, I think he was an NFL player, got injured, etc., right, and kind of picked himself up. And he wanted to know what greatness was. So it was very much an interview-based podcast. And he's now interviewed everyone from Tony Robbins to, you know, all sorts of people. Um, and then off the back of it, he's got a book, after he'd been podcasting for years, he finally had a book called The School of Greatness. And then he has events. And I think he has a membership pro- program off the back of that. But so in the beginning, that means that he was doing his podcast, but he was also likely taking clients. And that was the direct income producing activity. And then the podcast have made money later on. Yes. More popular. I th- I think I'm I'm trying to think of his um Oh no, we lost her. What in the world just happened? <laughs> you guys, I'm going to keep talking. Hopefully she'll come back in. Um she's gone out of the green room and gone off the screen, so hopefully she can just click and get back in. There must have been some internet issues. In the meantime, <laughs> um this is a great place for me to break in and ask you guys that are watching live, are you considering starting a podcast? And if so, <clears throat> would you be so bold as to give me the reason why? I would love to see it in the comments. So are you considering starting a podcast? And if so, why? Is it because you have something to say? Is it because you believe it will contribute to the bottom line of your business or grow your audience or um, or you know that you've got a funnel that you're envisioning that you would bring people through? And we are back. Yay. We are back. <laughs> I live in the valley. <laughs> that was actually perfect. I just asked the question to all of the, the live viewers um, and the replay viewers, please. Are you considering a, starting a podcast? Mm. And if so, I would love to see your reasons. So I'd love for you guys to write those in. Okay. <laughs> so this probably leads in really well to the next question, which is, who is right to start a podcast and and who should <clears throat> maybe be looking at at other things or um maybe not be starting a podcast <laughs> do you have opinions on that i think if you're starting out with your fitness business and you're looking to build that focus on that focus on that uh, i think this is one that uh, one thing my very very first business coach i ever worked with years ago cuz i am 
multi-passionate you can have got like oh this is I'm, I'm kind of like a you know is it a blackbird or like oh, that's a shiny object oh let's go for it right <laughs> um and Aren't we all that's an entrepreneur's um <laughs> journey and she used to just go and see no and what she made me do was set myself target so i was starting out classes in the community and she says okay set yourself a target financial target when you hit it then look to maintain it and then think about launching something else. So I think if you're starting new, no. I mean, if you wanted to do it for fun and practice your skills and under, maybe um, experience what it's like to run a podcast, then pick something you're passionate about, you know, like fluffy cats or, you know, something nothing to do with your business. And if you wanted to do that, it, it might be a nice outlet, you know, you could just um, <laughs> have a rant about, you know, <laughs> furless cats and cats who are fluffy or anything like that, you know, it might be a nice hobby to do. Sure. Um, and you, you learn the skills along the way, maybe. Mm. But otherwise, I would say just if you're starting out, no, if you're at a stage where your business is stable, and you can and you want to audience build, podcasting is a slow burn, a very slow burn. It is, it audience. is. Yeah. Um, and I'll share some numbers just to give an example of that for anyone that is considering it. Um, I think, so I mentioned before, my podcast is down and dirty. I take the audio from my show. Mm. Sometimes I have the VAs mix in a little music in the beginning. Sometimes I don't. <laughs> it depends on how the original show was taped. What is, did I pre-tape it or did I do it live? Um, but I just take the audio and I upload it as a podcast. And a lot of people would not recommend that, but that's what works for me because I, I really have trouble. I've found for myself over the last year or so, I have trouble pre-taping. I want to have a live audience in almost yeah. everything I do. So um, with that, I've been uploading the audio for probably maybe a year, maybe a little bit more. And I've got around 3000 downloads. Mm -hmm. So just to give some examples of what those numbers might look like. Um, and that is with having a Facebook group that's got 8,500 in it and over a thousand on Instagram and then promoting all of those episodes to my Facebook group and to my Instagram. So it's definitely a slow burn. It's also rewarding. I will say that I, I have found that people really do find you through, through your podcast. Mm -hmm. Do you agree yeah. with that? Well, yeah. I mean, I've obviously just starting just, you know, I've, I've done my, another episode landed today and um, I've, for me, it's rewarding in the sense that the two summits that I ran last year, of which you were at one of them, it was a great way for me to connect with people like yourself that I didn't know, apart from following on social media. But it was also a great way for me to reconnect. Mm -hmm. Because I we were talking, weren't we? I, I, I interviewed and asked questions. And um, so they are pre-recorded. But like I reconnected with a guy, down, a yoga teacher in New Zealand, and we filmed, he was involved with filming body balance, like, I don't know, 20, 18, 20 years ago. Mm 
Do you see what I mean? And mm-hmm. I've not kept in touch apart from just, oh, there's see what's Vincent on social media. Um, and and I loved it. And I wanted in some ways to carry that on mm-hmm. as well. And I just find the fitness industry sometimes um, needs more love and more connection and more collaboration. Mm. So with mine, it's very much, you know, I've got people, not just Les Mills, just across the board um, who just love group fitness and, you know, and I've got some instructors booked in as well, Um, you know, because it's for everyone, right? It's just for the love of it. So, yeah. And that's that's the name of her podcast, actually, y'all, is For the Love of Group Fitness. Yeah. I want to heavily agree with you. Yeah. I find that a lot of the people that I have gotten to know really well within the fitness industry, I got to know because I invited them to come be on my show. And even when it wasn't a podcast, I would do that. I would just reach out to people mm-hmm. that I liked what they were doing, that I admired, that um, I wanted to get to meet and just ask them to come on my show. And it's really a great way to get to know people, to get to know what they're doing, to get to hear how they run things. It's mm-hmm. a great learning experience for both. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, this, we can learn from everyone, right? I believe. Mm-hmm. Very so, true. Yeah. Very yeah. true. Um, you and I are kind of technically and loosely competitors, but we love getting to know each other. <laughs> Is there such a thing? I mean, I think there's. Room for I think everyone. I think there's room for everybody because people will connect. I mean, you know, we, mm-hmm. even though we might cover the same things, but we've probably got strengths in different, slightly different areas. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, and I hear it from from people that I work with who say that, you know, I've I've kind of been following a few people, but I just feel that I connect with your energy, right? So mm-hmm. it's fine, and if it, you know. I think ultimately, and I said this about group fitness, how some people are like just Les Mills or just Zumba or just whatever. And I'm like, if your why is about getting people fit and healthy, then it doesn't matter mm-hmm. which style of class that they go to. And I think same thing is we want instructors to do well, right? In an industry that some is, you know, we're undervalued and, you know, overworked, etc. So if that's the case, then you know, you can do you and I can do me and it's all good, right? Mm-hmm. So good. So good. So, There's there is room for everyone, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Truly. I would love to hear about your process for creating your show. Um maybe you could walk us through a little bit about the equipment, the preparation, just briefly the the upload. Okay. Um, I don't. I, I, I want to be clear. I did not promise any kind of how to here, so please, you do not have to go into detail. But um, I find that people are usually very interested in you know microphone. Um, okay. So software. I. So I. If I if I go. If, like right at the beginning, it was just obviously deciding on the, the name of the podcast. And I think it should just pretty much say what it is on the tin. Um, you know, so I'm like, you know what? It's for the love of group fitness. Whatever it is, <laughs> just, let's just have a conversation. You know, um, so, so that was it. 
I then wanted to make sure that I had some breathing space. So I'm very much about making sure that my diary has a lot of white space um, because I've burnt out before badly. And so I, when I launched my first one a few weeks ago, I've already got eight in the bank because I committed for consistency to launch them every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I launched the first one on Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Um, you have and, a certain time that they drop? Um, yeah, so I, and I use a platform called Anchor. Anchor's in the anchor that you throw off a ship. <laughs> and uh, anchor.fm, I think. And it's, um, it's super easy. You can even, you can even record off your phone. Mm-hmm. You get the app and you can just, if you're talking about fluffy cats and, you're inspired by one that you've just seen. You can sit there, get the app on, and record it directly into the Anchor app. Um, and then from there, it will it will distribute to every to Apple to all the other podcast things. So it literally is you upload it, and then a few technical bits to set up. But then once it's set up, you hit I schedule them, so it's scheduled, and then at six a.m. Uh, UK time, it then gets distributed. So that's what I tend to use. Um, I, you know, with anything, I think it's consistency. So I decided to do it weekly. Um, I have a road mic. Okay. That I use. Um, a a road then- lapel mic. <laughs> desk one. <laughs> I got desk one. Um, and I was using StreamYard at first, which is what we're using now, because you can put the overlays, right, the branding on. However, I found that with StreamYard here where I live in the valley, it's like I drop out. Yeah, like what just happened? Yeah, either oh. either that or it goes, freezes and it's out of sync. So I've, the last two, three that I've done, I've just gone back to Zoom. It just means I now need to then edit and put the overlay on. Okay. That's an extra step. That's all. So, so you're, you're recording video as well. And then are you uploading the video to YouTube? Yeah. I gotcha. Cause some people, you know, it's like, Oh, I don't know how to access the podcast. So it's, it's there on YouTube if they want it. Um, But I, yeah, you know, I just I, I wanted to keep things easy by using StreamYard, and it it was it's great when it works for me, and I think it is for me because the the internet facility here in this valley, if it, if it rains, if there's flooding, it's just it just doesn't work very well. So I just went, okay, I'll just use Zoom. So I'm editing everything myself, like when I do did my summits last year, I did everything myself because I think you need to. Um, be able to understand it and the whole process before you outsource anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I've done that before, I outsource Facebook advertising. And if you don't know it, you can really get taken for a ride, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, or you end up outsourcing stuff that actually you don't need to because it doesn't actually take you very long Mm -hmm. or the other person is, there's just too much explanation, you know? Um, oh my goodness. This could be a whole other show for us. I, you're hitting a hot button for me. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but it, you know, like it is. So like I've got a VA. Um, so what she's doing with the podcast is that um, I've downloaded and stuff all the um, the raw footage and then the speakers have got filled in the form and stuff. So she does the write-ups for me so they're ready. Mm-hmm. And I make notes like my key takeouts from each interview mm-hmm. and then she pulls them together so that when I upload it to Anchor, I can literally cut and paste. Mm-hmm. But now I've done a few episodes, I know that even she can upload for me because it's so it's such an easy process. So I can now outsource it because I know it shouldn't take her if she's invoicing me for an hour, I'll be like, no, <laughs> it's like 10 minutes, <laughs> you know, like, but that's, but that's because you knew. Yes. And it's also because you're able to get super granular. I think a lot of times when people are just starting out in business, they try to outsource the entire ownership of like Facebook ads or even social media marketing. Yes. And until you understand the ins and outs and the indicators for success and the key performance indicators, then if you outsource it, it just doesn't have a chance to even get off the ground. That's kind of the way I see it. No. And I, and I understand that some people in the fitness industry might have what I say, a proper job, you know, they might be an accountant or whatever. So they've got the, the money to outsource. And if, Even then, I just think that you need to understand it before you outsource it. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Thank you. You know, you you could end up with like social media posts that don't sound like you Mm -hmm. or, you know, it just, it doesn't highlight you, you know, because you just, the person doesn't know you. Well, a lot of times I'll say um, that you, you can start to pay to put a message out there once you have a message yes. that resonates. But if you don't have a message that resonates because you're new, because you haven't really connected with your audience yet, then outsourcing it is only going to be throwing money at a yeah. problem without any solution. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, and uh, yeah, I mean, like, I just think money, you're better off spending, investing that money in specific areas Mm -hmm. rather than just throw it away and, you know, you're burning money really, Um, which for most people, certainly in the UK, who, you know, in the fitness industry, there is money they don't have. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. You know, so there's certain things that I just think, no, you like even the editing, the editing of the podcast, it's like, oh my God. But, uh, (laughs) but it's been a great learning experience. And now I kind of know how I want it to feel almost Mm -hmm. that I can now start to look and get someone to, you know, just send them the raw footage and say, this is what it needs to, to look and feel like, Mm -hmm. um, it's no different to like uh, the Les Mills choreographers, you know, the ones that create the programs. Um, I know for body combat, I don't know if they still do, but, you know, Dan would actually do the mix himself on his laptop of all the songs. The music? Yeah, he would pick them and, and have a real feel and he will tweak the uh, inflections or the pitch or, how you know, a little bit, etc. cetera, um, bef- before he sends it off to the proper music people you know to do it that is fascinating I had no idea yeah he used to I don't know if he still does does it these days but that was what he would have he would have everything done he would know which um 
mix with that particular song, you mm. know, and if you're using original artists, you can only pitch it up, I think, something by 5% maximum. Mm. So so they, they play around, you know, with it. Um, and and then he'll take it to the music people to do the, the actual mix. Yeah. So it's the same similar thing because you you know as the as a creator it's your brand and it's your product so you know um how you want people to feel how you want um your brand to come across etc. So I think it's important to at least do it. And I know now how long it takes me to edit one episode. Mm-hmm. So if I now outsource it again, I have a rough idea if there's charging me like three hours. I'm like, no, an hour, yes. <laughs> you know? So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So one last question for yes. you. This is a surprise one. Okay. <laughs> You've got eight episodes of your show in the can, and then you did some episodes before um, the relaunch. And on every episode, you ask, what is the craziest thing you've done for the love of group fitness? <laughs> I so, haven't managed to some of the new ones like you know I, I've gone the conversation's just gone off and I'm like oh okay yeah but yes yeah, so are you gonna ask me that <laughs> <laughs> craziest thing you've done for the love of group fitness craziest thing I've done for group fitness um is actually getting a spray tan and losing my diamond platinum stud earrings mm, that's a heartbreaker <laughs> it's just like it was you know if you do you remember the episode i don't know if you watch friends you know where they you had to like stand and you got this choreography and we had to do that and and it was just such a bad fake tan that we turned out orange just myself and oh, another goodness. presenter and um and yeah, I took my diamond stud, plat- platinum diamond stud earrings that I bought for myself, the first pair I ever bought. And I lost them for the love of group fitness. <laughs> for a fake tan. Like, don't. Uh, <laughs> Seriously. I'm heartbroken for you right now. <laughs> the shop was shut. It was like a weekend and I and then I was flying out afterwards, you know. It was just, it was filming 72. Oh, really? The Dragon Secrets, yeah. We were really orange then. Myself and Anthony, we just went in and, uh, and yeah. I was like, why? 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 I don't need a fake tan. Why did I? <laughs> I should just be comfortable in my own skin and turn up as I am. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is. No, but I've lost, fun. I've had to lose weight. I've lost weight. Um for 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 the love of group fitness because mm-hmm. I was told to. And filming. No. Mm. No, it was for a fitness convention. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. So and I did. I mean, I I've had to keep my weight down before because my background is martial arts. So I know I used to compete in weight categories. So you kind of you know there's a reason for that. Um, but yeah, it was in the fitness industry. Uh, to to get on stage at a fitness convention and like I'm the heaviest I am now post-menopause but back then I weighed like 50 kilos so 50 kilos is seven seven and a half stone um not even just over not even 100 pounds 100 pounds maybe oh my goodness um yeah so I've, I've I've done that 
-hmm. So that was, I was told to do that. That was stupidly, I did it. And then the the orange tan, (laughs) I don't know why. I really... (laughs) <laughs> no idea why. I'm gonna have to go back and look. So everyone, do yoga with Ansi tomorrow. <laughs> Body balance seventy two. <laughs> if you've got Dragon legs, so much. <laughs> it's my favorite. I do love that one. <laughs> yeah, and that was also two sittings of bleaching my hair white. I mean, you. So if you guys have, if you've never seen this, she had um, right down the middle a part one side white, one side black. And every time I watch it, I go, how did they get it that white? Two sittings, because my hair's dark. This is my natural, now I've, I've got my gray now. I've, I've decided I'm growing my everything out. Um, let, let my gray come through. That was two sittings. So probably six hours in total. Wow. So the first sitting, it went like a peachy color. Mm-hmm. And then I had to go back and do another one. Uh, to get it that white. Wow. So that's not something you maintained for long. I grew it out, actually. Okay. I kept it, I grew it out, and then eventually I just dyed over it in a different color. Mm-hmm. And then when it was long enough, I cut my hair off and two pigtails and donated them to a charity for children with cancer, you know, to make wigs. So, yeah. I've done that a few times. I love yeah. doing that. Oh, I know. <laughs> And Steve, thank you so much. I think this has been a lovely conversation and and a really useful episode. Uh, Yeah, I hope hope so. And I'm very happy to, if anyone's got any questions to, uh, you know, just ask. I am in your group, so. She is. She's in the Grow Your Business for Fitness Instructors, Trainers and Coaches group. Um, And then how else can they get a hold of you? Um, I spend most of my time on Facebook and Instagram. I have, uh, I send out regular emails, weekly emails as well. And yeah, just find me on socials and say hi. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much again. Thank you for having me. Again soon. Absolutely. Appreciate you. Thank you. All right. So. That was great. You guys, give us a comment. Let us know if you found that useful. If you've got questions, we will come back and answer, even if you're watching in the replay. So please give us a comment. Give us your questions. We will get them all answered for you. I think that was a great episode. Please um, tell Ansi thank you so much for being here and let her know that you appreciated it. If you found this episode useful, I would sure love it if you gave it a like. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe. If you are on Facebook, please be sure to be in the Grow Your Business for Fitness Instructors, Trainers, and Coaches group because that's where I spend the bulk of my time. It's also where Tanya and Terry are there spending their time getting questions answered, making sure everyone is communicated with and that we've given you some free resources. So I would love to see you there. And one more time, I am teaching the Serve Lead Cell Masterclass live next week. So that's the 13th to the 15th. It is where I am going to help you get your profitable program going and I'm going to help you fill it 
with your perfect clients without being salesy or sleazy. That's what we do. It's at learn.fitprosconnect.com slash SLS. And I would love to get you in there. You even get a one-on-one coaching call when you complete all of the lessons. All right. So you guys, that's it. I will see you next week.